Let's talk money, and our personal finance expert is Mary Holmes. She joins us now. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. Some worrying new stats from the Financial Services Council. Yes, yes, it caught my eye. You know these surveys that everyone does, and they have millions of results, and a whole lot of them, you know, they say things like people with lower incomes have lower savings. <laughs> you yes. know, there's a whole lot of kind of obvious <laughs> stuff. And um, But this one caught my eye. Um, New Zealanders don't have emergency money. Well, 39% of New Zealanders don't have access to $5,000 within a week without borrowing it. Mm. Um, so that was their measure, and I thought that's a fairly good measure, really. Um, and in, in any case, I mean, <clears throat> it's m- the more to the point is the fact that a lot of people don't have m- much money that they can sort of grab onto quickly if they need to. And um, so I've sort of got some ideas about how people might actually change the way they think about yeah. this and how that... that just out of interest on that on that definition, Mary, like um, yeah, when I mean, I've got a revolving account, as a lot of people do, so I would be able to dip into that, but that would technically be borrowing. Hey, I wonder which category that would put me in. Good point. I don't think I don't think it would put you into this category because mm. I think they probably mean you know borrowing from. Parents, or, yeah. or getting a um, um, overdraft, or something like that, because what you're talking about is quite a legitimate thing to do. You know, not a, not a financially bad thing to do under your circumstances. But, okay, cool. But anyway, forty yeah, percent of yeah. people who would sound like they'd be struggling a bit, and and not impossible to imagine anyone coming across a bill of a few thousand dollars unexpectedly, whether it's the car. Yeah or a pet of the home, or a medical emergency, a funeral to pay for. It can happen, right? Gosh, yes. There's all kinds of things that aren't in the regular budget for people, yeah. I just wanted to say before I say any more that I worried about talking about this because I think some people might say, look, it's easy for you to say because you're probably reasonably well off. And I am well enough off that I can certainly handle an emergency, you know. But uh, I have had my time in my life when I've been been a full-time student at two different periods. Mm. And uh, I I must admit, though, Jesse, that even then it is different. I mean, I don't know whether you've been a full-time student with perhaps a little little part-time job, but um, you know there's a special reason for be putting yourself into this financially difficult situation, yeah. and you know you know it will end. <clears throat> so I think, you know, it's much harder for people who are really struggling on an ongoing basis. Yeah, I think so, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, so I want to acknowledge that, you know, for a lot of people it's just not easy to be saving any money, but... Um, I want to suggest that people think in terms of how much happier they'll be, how much more secure they will feel if they've got a bit of emergency money stacked away somewhere. And I think, you know, even if it means they have to deprive themselves of of some nice treats in the meantime, that their overall happiness, people will probably be higher if they... Don't they not going around thinking all the time? Oh God, I don't want to think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, so I've, I've written down here hardship versus mental health, and I think 
that it might be a good trade-off to go through a bit of hardship to get get stronger mental health. Really. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> yeah. a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. And, you know, the, there are quite a lot of New Zealanders who say that all, they only spend on essential things. That's, you know, quite a common thing. And I just want to challenge them um, to think about people in developing countries and what they live on. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not saying New Zealanders should expect to lower their standard of living to that extent, but I think some spending that's regarded as essential isn't really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... It, um, yeah. Um, well, you make the point that if you were forced to spend less, then you would somehow manage it. Yes, yes, that's the sort of main point, really, is that people tend to spend as much as their income, or a lot of people do. Um, and there's that famous Dickens saying, I think Mr. McCorber, who said something like, um, 19 shillings and, uh, well, let's put it in dollars to make it easy. Um, $19.99, well, $20 earned, $19.99 spent is happiness, but $20 earned and $20 and one cent spent is worry, you know. <laughs> um, so you've got to, um, and I, I suggest that people who don't have emergency money, Imagine what it would be like if the income was cut a bit. You know, it might be that they've been made redundant or that they have to get a new job or, or choose to get a new job even though it pays less. And they would manage then on that lower income. So I'm saying, well, you know, you can manage. Um, if you, and, the, and therefore, how about putting... Um, just $20 a week maybe, ideally say $50 a week, it depends obviously on your situation, putting that away, setting up an automatic transfer out of your bank account where where your income comes in Mm -hmm. and setting it to automatically come out a day after it went in and putting it into some kind of a savings account, just transfer the money out. So before you've even really got your sticky fingers on it, (laughs) um, get get it parked away somewhere. Um, If you need to start at $10 a week or, or, you know, start pretty low, whatever's a pretty low figure for you, and then gradually increase it, if you can. If you're going through really hard times, don't put the increases on hold, but just keep piling that money away. And um, good idea to put it into an account. Um, I know my bank has accounts where you get quite a lot more interest if you don't do any withdrawals. Yeah, particularly and at the moment, those uh, rates of interest have gone up in the last uh, six months or so. Gosh, yes. Yes, to the point where they're really quite worth while having, you know, 5%, those sort of numbers you can get on some bank accounts. And if you've got that extra incentive not to touch the money, that that really helps. Um, I've written down here, make it a challenge um, rather than thinking of it as a burden. Say, okay, I can do this. I can put away 20 a week or 10 a week or whatever it is. As you want a bit of inspiration, if you Google FIRE, which you and I have talked about before, which F-I-R-E stands for Financial Independence 
retire early. So the people that are really into that, they spend, you know, some of them are only spending about 60% of their income Mm -hmm. and saving the rest. Their idea is to retire sometimes at 40 or 45. Now, many of us would think that we don't really want to do that anyway, and and that's too extreme. But the point is, when you look at, at... what they say in the chat rooms and all of that, there are all kinds of suggestions on ways to cut your spending back. And so if people can look on this as, okay, I'm challenging myself, I'm seeing if I can do this, then I think that's a much more positive attitude than thinking, oh, I can't have any fun anymore. Um, and yeah, and don't don't cut out all the fun. There's, yeah. You know, yeah, but question but, for you, Mary, is is you've always told us if you've got spare money to begin by paying off high interest uh, debts. Yeah. It'll often be credit card or or maybe one of those sort of sort of secondary institution loans. Where does that fit in with this? Should you be saving this money if you haven't paid? Because most people prob- in this situation probably do have a lot of debt as well. Yeah, you're right, and it's a really good question and. Certainly the financially optimal thing to do, you know, when you look at the maths, is to pay off debt, especially credit card or any debt that weathers a higher interest rate than on a mortgage. Um, it's certainly the smart thing to do is pay that down first. Um, but if if psychologically you would feel good about seeing a little bank account set aside that's gradually rising because it's getting interest and you're putting money in every payday into it. Well, that might outweigh the other argument, you know, that you're actually better off paying off the high interest debt just because you feel like you're making some positive progress there. So certainly, though, you're absolutely right, Jesse. In those situations, I wouldn't be suggesting you put away large amounts, but it might be five dollars a pay. <laughs> just, yeah. just to just to see something happening there. To start yeah. a habit as well. Um yeah, to see some absolutely. progress. And and so even yeah. though that might not make make sense from a purely mathematical point of view, you're saying that today we're talking about general well being, emotional well being, mental well being and yeah. the um the benefits you can get from knowing that you can cope with an emergency um, need for yeah. funds. Yes, and that you're sort of doing something positive about it, you know. And okay, you know, for the first, in the short short term, it's not going to amount to much, but it's just you're making a start on. And as you say, it's a habit, but it's a really easy habit because if you set up an automatic transfer, and I'm pretty sure all banks would allow that, you know, to into this little savings account, then you don't actually have to be has doesn't really have to be a habit. You just it just happens. At some point, you will have saved up enough money to feel secure, and then do you keep saving? Do you give yourself a little treat? What do you reckon? Yeah, look, I'm all for treats. As you you know, when you get to, it might be $100 for you, it might be $500 for you, get to a certain point where you feel, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have a little treat. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously you don't set out on an international holiday with it, but, but, and don't spend too much of it, but yes, definitely reward yourself as you're going through with, with some kind of small 
little treat that says, hey, look at me, I've done this, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, where to put the emergency money? Um, first of all, it's a really good idea to check all the bank accounts on interest.co.nz is a really good source on who, which banks are offering what. And, you know, you don't have to have to do it with your own bank. You can open an account with a new bank and um, set up an automatic transfer into that. So if, if, it's got, if it's paying higher interest. So that can work well. If you've got a credit card, you can do a trick that I think you and I have talked about this before too. Because you pay your credit card monthly and you've got, you know, a week or two after you get your bill to pay it, you can then put your emergency money in um, in one month term deposits, and which tend to pay somewhat higher interest than just an ordinary savings account, because if it's on a one month deposit, then it'll be maturing every month, and by the time your credit card comes in with the emergency spending on it, your term deposit will have matured or will in time before you pay the credit card bill, you know. And so that's one way. You can just keep it on one month's deposits and just keep rolling it over. And then one day when you need it, you can stop the rollover and say, hey, I can pay off my credit card with this. So that's certainly one way. Another is if you've got a mortgage. Now, if you've got an offset or redrawable or revolving credit mortgage, all of those, which which we have talked about that before too, and we can certainly go back to it at some point, but without going into much detail, basically on those, you can put your emergency money against the mortgage and what it amounts to is you paying interest on less money. And so um, paying mortgage interest on a lower amount because you, your emergency money is sort of lowering the balance of the mortgage, and that um, that actually means that your savings are earning whatever the interest rate on your mortgage is, effectively, because he's cutting out some mortgage that you otherwise would have been paying yeah, interest it's on. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, so and if, if if you can't get your head around that, it doesn't matter. It's just a really good thing to do. And if you've got an ordinary mortgage, um, you can pay off extra off that mortgage, most lenders will let you do that and then access that extra if you need to. But I would strongly recommend you get that in writing from the lender before you start parking your emergency money there. Get a, an email or something, email them and say, okay, can, I'm paying extra off my mortgage, can I get access to that money if I need to? And get them to reply, and then you've got it in writing that you can do that, and that's that works in the same way. It's reducing the balance on the mortgage in the meantime, and so reducing the mortgage interest. So that's love it, Mary. Very yeah. useful advice today. Thank you so much. Great to have yeah. you on board, and I hope you've got people around New Zealand thinking about Thanks, your emergency have... funds and whether they could do the same thing. Thanks. Nice to talk to you.